Welcome to UC Today with me, David Dungay. Today, I have with me Richard Thomas, founder and CEO of Highlight. Welcome to the show, Richard. How are you doing? Hi, David. How are you doing? I'm good, thank you. I'm good, thank you. Right, today, we're going to be talking a little bit about Highlight, where you sit in the market, and uh, some of the insights you're able to give uh, your customers and service providers. Uh, but before we get into all of that, um, could you give us a bit of a... Um, an overview of of yourself and uh, the business, please. Sure. Um, Highlight started, best to go right back to the start, um, perhaps is, you could almost say Highlight started not with a with a bang, but with a bank, because um, this was about the very late 1990s and I was doing consulting for um, co- companies in the city who were building large IT networks. And I got called in by a very large bank who had a headquarters near Tower Hill um, with 2,000 people in it, so a good-sized building, and they had lost a server. So they had a server that was a critical part of their trading infrastructure, um, and they literally didn't know where it was in the building. And this could happen in those days, right? The infrastructure was it was completely unmanaged, just a big, big Ethernet network. Um, they had a critical server. They literally didn't know where it was. And the guy who, um, who had installed it had long since left, left the business, Um, The department that used it had been relocated a few times, as happens. So they knew this server was on the network. They were relying on it minute by minute in their trading, and they had no idea where it was. Um, And they asked me to come in and try and help find it because they needed to reboot it, and they were a bit nervous about doing that. And we managed to do that, cutting a long story short, using a network analyzer and some bits and pieces. But it got me thinking, crikey, people are building some, some big networks here, and it seems like managing them is the last thing they seem to think about. Yeah. You know, they, they're concerned about performance and reliability. But in terms of management, they would just say, oh, we'll get one of those management consoles, we'll stick it in a corner, it'll gather dust, no one knows how to use it. And the tools that were around were very much built by techies for techies. And networks were becoming far more critical to the business, all businesses. And it became very clear to me that there was a gap there for a product which could keep track of what was happening in a network. And okay, at the time, this was local area networks because the internet barely existed, uh, but could keep track of what was happening and could make that information available to a much wider range of people. Uh, And that's really where Highlight came from. And we realized very quickly that service providers who were trying to deliver um, networks to their customers were a, a very critical set of users for this particularly because in the early days again they were trying to uh, they were trying to build their networks out of equipment that really wasn't designed for service providers you know this was back in the early 2000s and whereas today if you want to build a service provider you want to build a network you can buy that stuff off the shelf in those days that wasn't the case and the early internet was built really quite chaotically out of equipment that was really designed for the enterprise market designed for companies that were trying to build a network and just grabbed and repurposed, and that's the key thing here, um, into the service provider. And they did an incredibly good job. Um, and, you know, famously weird things happened like Demon Internet building one of their early data centers in an old church because there were no data centers at the time. They needed a large building that was fairly secure um, and cool and a, an old church. Great. Uh, so... It was very much a kind of let's improvise market. And um, interestingly, with management tools, that 
phenomenon has um, has continued today, and I'll talk about that a bit more later, how still people are trying to repurpose enterprise management tools um, into the service provider environment. Yeah. So what we've seen over the last, certainly over the last 10, 15 years is, it's like if you've got a, a jar full of oil and water and you shake it up and then you let it settle out, right? The IT industry has separated out quite nicely into two, really two types of people people who provide services and people who consume them. And that, in theory, works really well because enterprises have realized that they're more and more dependent on their IT, but they're less and less interested in how it works. So they're really happy to outsource it. It's become a very specialized game. So service providers who know that backwards, inside out, um, are really good at providing it. So it should be a relationship that works really well. Um, and what we're doing is helping that conversation between them because both those people are utterly dependent. You know, if you're a company dependent on your IT, you are dependent on that service provider. And if they mess up, if they fail to deliver, your whole business suffers. So that relationship is really utterly critical to most businesses today. And our job, yeah. um, what we want to do is sit in the middle of that relationship uh, watch what's going on and help that conversation happen better and so increase the level of trust between the provider and the customer. And if we can make that work yeah. better, and we do, then uh, both sides are much happier. It's a much better relationship. Is that making sense? Yeah, well, it's a symbiotic relationship really, isn't, mm -hmm. isn't it? I mean, that's, I mean, that's, that's a fascinating um, sort of story uh, to, as to the birth of, of of highlight, if you like, you know, losing a server on a network, um, you know, some of those those old school sort of issues. I mean, how how prevalent are those kind of problems today? Are we still are we still seeing some of those early issues that the, that highlight was born to sort of solve? Um, do they st are they still happening? I think the there yes and no would be the answer to that question, David. We've seen that um, the demand for visibility of what's happening in a network is very, very strong on the operational side of things. The people whose job is to keep the lights on, um, they tend to have really good tools to do it. What Where we find the gap still is, is that that information, you know, how well is the service being delivered, is actually of interest to a much wider range of people. So anyone who's customer facing in a provider really benefits from knowing how well that service is being delivered, what the customer is doing with the service, are they overusing it, underusing it? Are we meeting our SLAs? Um, and the customer, likewise, would like a really simple picture of whether they're getting what they're paying for. And all too often, whilst the operational and technical people have great tools, that information is siloed and it doesn't reach all those other people who could benefit from it. And so it doesn't help the conversation between provider and customer. And one of the things providers are really struggling with these days is maintaining that conversation because their world is so competitive. Um, it, it's trying to commoditize. The margins are shrinking and it's very hard to maintain that conversation with the customer. You know, there, there are no new customers out there. You're not going to find someone who doesn't have a network these days. So there's only the customers you steal from someone else. And while you're doing that, someone else is trying to steal yours. So it's quite cutthroat. And yeah. what we're trying to do is make the provider someone the customer wants to deal with rather than someone they have to deal with. Oh, well, we're in a three-year deal with them. We better just keep going and hope everything stays up. That's not a good place to be. If you can have a, 
give people a trusted basis for a conversation so that both sides have got access to the information. A service manager can call up a customer and say, hey, just come into Highlight with me and take a look at how the network's been behaving over the last month. I think you could do with some more capacity there. Or, or even, um, we had a short outage last week. Let me just show that to you, show you the effect of it. You may have noticed it. Um, let's just talk that through, explain what happened. And uh, a lot of providers are quite nervous anxious about opening up like that because it it is you know you almost you have to make yourself vulnerable to the customer you're, you're not saying well this is our information but just just take what you're getting you're, you're actually saying one of my favorite quotes is um david mcfarlane at, at gamma who said the thing that highlight does is it lets customers hold our feet to the fire it lets them see us good and bad and they can hold us to account. And for a provider that size, you know, that's a brave thing to say. But they found that if they do that and they open up to their customers and they're honest, they get that trusted relationship. And people are much more forgiving if they think you're being open with them. So whilst a lot of providers are nervous about opening up to customers, aren't I get a lot, you know, am I not going to get a lot more support calls? Am I not going to get over a barrel with them um, beaten up about every outage we have? No, actually that doesn't happen people like it and you get a better conversation yeah so i mean listening to you describe highlight and where you sit in the market i mean this is this is a little bit outside of um possibly the conventional uh, network monitoring tools uh you know we're all sort of used to i mean where where do you where do you see the differences there i'm so glad you asked um there's mm -hmm. a there's a big difference because as i said right back at the start an awful lot of monitoring tools that are out there are basically repurposed enterprise tools so because enterprise is a huge market you know if you can crack monitoring enterprise networks that's a big market so you why wouldn't you design for that the thing about the service provider market is it's a it's really quite unique there's a very different set of challenges when you're running a network as a service so when you're being paid to deliver it you're being held to account you've got service levels um, and you're trying to do that perhaps for a thousand different customers of, of all different sizes. Yeah, it's, it's a long way from running an enterprise network. So what we've done is uh, we decided right back at the start that we were going to focus on, on MSPs, on service providers. That was our market. So the way we work is that we sell our product through them. They take Highlight and they either bundle it, include it, or they'll sell it as a, a cost option with the networks that they deliver and by doing that you know they're they're getting an environment which is secure manageable properly multi-tenant it hasn't just had multi-tenancy glued onto a standalone tool um, it, it's it's very controllable you can configure it to to have it you can do things like for example um, maintenance windows service providers need to take circuits out of out of commission for a while to to make things work. Um, they don't want that showing up as a big red screen for the customer because that's planned. They're starting to push into technologies like um, cellular, and there are some unique challenges in managing a big cellular network that their customers need to to know about. So the difference is, highlights designed for the service provider both in terms of the technology they they use and the unique business environment that they have in terms of this, you know, lots of customer paid for service thing. And that really works. We've seen so many people who try and use an enterprise tool 
And typically, unfortunately, they'll they'll do it in response to perhaps a really noisy customer who will say to them, I want visibility of what you're selling me. I want a monitoring you know, solution. And so they'll go to the market and they'll find this enterprise tool and they'll offer that to the customer and they'll say, how about this? And of course, because the tool is designed for an enterprise customer, that one customer looks at it and says, oh, this is good. Like that. Quite happy with that. Thank you. Box ticked, says the provider, we can move on. As soon as they try and integrate that into their environment or offer it to 300 other customers, they start realizing, oh, it wasn't really designed for this world. You know, it wasn't designed for us. And a lot of times they end up throwing it out. So, uh, so that's the answer to your question, basically. We are yeah. designed around the unique environment that MSPs have. Yeah, I mean, so that's really interesting. So going back to what, what you said earlier, you know, customers are more reliant on technology, but they're you know, less interested in how it works. Um, yeah. How does this fit in with the idea that um, you know, you're, you're providing customers with more visibility, um, you know, more network information, um, or the same network information as, as their pro provider? You know, what, you know, how, how, does that, how do those two things sort of come together? Hmm. They come together in, in a lot of a lot of cases. The customer simply hasn't realised that they could get this information. Okay, um, there is, with my cynical hat on, to be honest, there's quite a breakdown of trust at the moment between enterprises and service providers. Um, the last, say, five years, uh, networks have become perceived as a commodity. People have forgotten that. Uh, without the network, nothing works. It doesn't matter how much money you invest in your applications, in your SD-WAN, in, in anything that you're running on top of it. If that network isn't there running smoothly, everything breaks. Yeah. And people tend to forget that. And it's become, you know, how cheap can I buy these Ethernet circuits? Can I cut costs by converting Ethernet to broadband? Um, and the prices have been driven down, the margins have been driven down. And as that's happened, it's become harder and harder for providers to wrap the right level of service around what they're delivering. And so what we found is that some providers are, they're basically just delivering a stack of parts to the customer. You know, they're providing a stack of technology to the customer and saying, here it is, knock yourself out. It works, on, on we go. And that's a real shame because there's an opportunity there to do a proper managed service. That's what the customers really want. You know, they, they would love a provider who delivers a proper service, who can come into their IT team, almost be a, a remote part of it and contribute to the decisions they're making, helping them solve their problems. But, but too often providers are saying, they're not saying, what actually are the business problems you're trying to solve here? What winds you up about your IT? How can we improve that? They're more saying, what bandwidth do you need? How many locations do you have a preferred technology? Um, you know, and there's a different, there's an opportunity here for providers to step up, have that better conversation, do it efficiently so it's not a resource hog, but to build a proper managed service. And if they do that, they'll really stand out in this market. Uh, and one of the tools that they could use to do that is is highlight. I mean, frankly, the 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 best tool they need to use to do it is is a mobile is a phone you know pick up the phone talk to your top five customers and see how they're finding things how many people do that once a, once every quarter yeah. um, well, so the conversation is is still the basic unit of trust and we're trying to help providers 
build that proper managed service that's going to help them stand out in the market. Well, you know, one of, one of the big challenges over the last uh, sort of 12 to 18 months um, has, of course, been uh, the pandemic that we're all we're all going through right now. And we've seen this shift to um, to hybrid working or, or remote working. I mean, how, how has COVID impacted, um, you know, what, what Highlight do and, um, you know, around around this sort of hybrid working trend? Mm. It's it's had a big impact and like most people, I don't think we see that changing anytime soon. You know, it's no one knows how even really the whole of society is going to settle out over the next two, three, four, five years. I think everyone would agree that it's not going to look like it did two years ago, that a lot of the changes that have happened over the last 18 months will stick. Really, they were changes that were waiting to happen. And COVID has given people both the, the courage and the excuse and the frankly, the just the hard push to make them happen. So we've seen a big increase in remote working, which means uh, quite a headache for corporate IT teams who've suddenly had their their domain of responsibility, including several hundred or several thousand home broadband connections, over which the kids are still trying to play their Xbox games and people are still trying to stream videos and so on. So it's, it's a bit of a nightmare. So we've found much more of an emphasis on helping broadband networks run properly. Uh, people are putting uh, cellular backup in places. Uh, small offices become more important. Home offices become more and more important. So 4G, 5G connections, and they're quite a, um, again, they're tricksy things because on the face of it, what a great simple solution. Stick a SIM in your router, bang, you've got a, a backup connection that's that's really cheap and there if you need it. Yeah. Actually, once you start having to manage hundreds or thousands of those, they're a real headache. Cellular is still a, it's an unpredictable technology. You know, you have a, um, a router in a, in a small branch office and every Monday morning, um, a big delivery van comes and parks outside the window, blocks the signal um, and, the, and the signal quality yeah. goes. Absolutely. I mean, the, 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 other end of things, the idea of the office is, you know, it's really, um, it's really changed, hasn't it? And which is impacting the, in the entire market. One, one of the other things I wanted to actually talk to you about, uh, which was the SD-WAN, you mentioned SD-WAN. Um, we've been wait, sort of waiting for that market to come of age. Um, you know, has that happened? You know, during the pandemic, you know, with this change around and how people are utilising their their office spaces, or maybe some people are consolidating those office spaces at the moment. You know, what what are you seeing there? And you know, how how are you um, how are you competing on on the sort of the monitoring analytics front on when it comes to SD WAN? Mm. I think SD WAN is it hasn't come of age yet. It it is coming. Um, it's starting to live to deliver on all the hype. I mean, basically, what you've had is a completely chaotic market for the last five years because, you know, it. it it was a market which exploded. Lots of vendors came piling into it. They all know that in 10 years time, only half of them are going to be there and they all want to be one of those survivors. So they've been frantically building out functionality, winding up the marketing to make sure that they're, they're highly visible. And a lot of providers haven't really known how to take advantage of SD in their own operating environment, let alone how, how to use Highlight for that. We're finding that now uh, providers are getting their heads around it. They're starting to understand how they can use SD because I mean, when you look at what it's actually offering, 
the engineers among us would say, well, why didn't router manufacturers do that 10 years ago? It, it, it's not rocket science. It really isn't. It's putting in the capabilities, which it's almost a bit like the impact COVID's had on society. You know, it's it's given the, the router industry the kick that said, guys, you should have done this a long time ago. Now it's going to happen. So centralized management, easy prioritization of data, you know, those facilities have, have been there. They've just really not been properly used. So SD is, it's starting to be rolled out properly now, and people are starting to understand where it can help and where it can't. We were quite worried about it, to be honest, when it appeared, because we could see that every product came with a built-in monitoring console management capability. And we thought, hmm, is that going to displace what we do? It turns out that it, it doesn't. Um, all of those built-in consoles are they, they're great if you're an engineer trying to manage that set of boxes. They're not great if you're a less techie person trying to understand what's going on or if you're trying to share that visibility with your customers. So again, a lot of the shortcomings that I mentioned earlier that apply to enterprise tools. So we found that providers still want to be able to share the visibility flexibly with you know, hundreds or thousands of customers. Um, that's not what these SD tools are designed to do. They want reporting that's really easy for a commercial or non-technical person to understand. That's not what these tools are designed to do. They want visibility across the whole range of technologies they work with, not just this one vendor's product, You know, not, not just one technical solution. They want it to include their broadband kit, their other routers, their Cisco, their Juniper, their Huawei or whatever they're using. So we see a, a really important role actually as we've seen for other tools throughout the life of highlight if you know there's a problem and you want to deep dive in and work out exactly what's going on and you've got a fairly technical mindset which is why the problems ended up on your desk then the sd tool is absolutely what you need perfect you will go in there and use that if you're a provider wanting to give straightforward visibility across a wide range of people um, almost at a, at a commercial level that's, that's going to help you at a business level rather than a keep the lights on level, then Highlight is, is far better at that. And we're building our SD capabilities out now to make sure that we, we keep that lead. We're building in more of a, a service focus because actually customers, they just want to buy a service. Again, they're not interested in the nuts and bolts. They want to run an airline or sell cheeseburgers or make shoes. Um, they don't want the technical stuff. The whole reason they're outsourcing all this is because they don't want to get tangled up with a, a, you know, a bag of screwdrivers yeah. and spanners. Tell me it's working. If I had a problem, show me how it affected me and what you're doing to fix it. It's that kind of discussion they want. And the providers that can have that conversation with them and that have the tools to support that conversation are the ones that are going to win as this market. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I find it really fascinating. The um... I guess the, the levels of trust and uh, uh, customer engagement you can uh, provide by having such transparency, it's, um, you know, it's really quite um, fascinating, especially in the market we're in now, which uh, our market only seems to get more competitive. Um, look, looking ahead, though, Richard, like, there's a lot going on in the space. Uh, what, what is exciting to you right now? I mean, looking ahead, you know, what are, what are the big milestones for Highlight? And what, what's, uh, you know, what's exciting uh, about the market for you right now? I think the market, what's exciting, to be honest, is just the level of level of change. You know, it's like someone's grabbed it by the scruff of the neck and, and shaken it up. Um, 
the, the old phrase, you know, in, in confusion, there is opportunity. In, in change, there's opportunity. And, and there is. There's a lot of changes going to be happening over the next few years because of all the things we've been talking about. And what's exciting to me is we are, um, we're not a tier one service provider, which is kind of like driving an oil tanker, you know, changing direction with those is, is really hard. We're, a, um, to use an overused word, we're an agile company, but we are. We're the right size. We've got a really good team of um, good mix of engineering and commercial people to to play that role, to sitting really off to one side of that relationship, but helping that provider customer relationship. Um, and we're, we know that we're going to be in a great position to take advantage of those changes. And, and being part of that evolution, I think that's exciting. Excellent. Well, look, Richard, I think that's a really great place to uh, end today's discussion. Uh, thank you so much for joining me. Pleasure. Good. Thanks, Thanks, David. And, Bye for now. And thank you for watching. You've been watching me, David Dunge, on UT Today. If you liked today's conversation, please give us a like and a share on social media. It's always appreciated. That's it from me. I'll see you next time. Thank you.